This is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and on Sirius XM Channel 80. No one's going to dispute the greatness of Tom Brady. And we've been having a little bit of fun with it here today on Fitz and Harry as we've let you guys and us relive some of the moments he broke our heart. But for somebody that is often on top of the mountain and always doing the right thing, it's possibly what made one huge mistake. And that mistake was a year ago today, the starting the retirement process that he then undid. Maybe Tom should have just stayed away and not played at all last year. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, we're also on Sirius XM and your smart speakers. You can hit us up, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. If you uh, haven't been paying any attention today, you've just been sort of living life and not had your eyes on any sports news, Tom Brady took to social media today, and this is what he posted. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring. For good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first. So I uh, won't be long-winded. Like you only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. So uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors, uh, I could go on forever. There's too many. Um, thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. That's Tom Brady Brady today on his social media. Funny, he mentioned his competitors. One that tweeted him uh, afterwards, J.J. Watt, quote, tweeted Brady and said, greatest of all time, no question, no debate. It's been an honor and a privilege. P.S. The newly retired group meets on the golf course every morning at 10 a.m. <laughs> Drinks are on the new guy, so bring your wallet. Uh, having a little bit of fun with that, Harry. But, uh, but it does raise a question because, like, a year ago, we went through this. We did this on radio all day. It's the mm -hmm. end of the Brady era. And then he came back. And I never want to fault a player for coming back. But it is fair to look at it and say, was this year really worth it? It, it, for me, it's a yes and a no, and, and I'll tell you the reason why I, I say no. When you look at Tom Brady and how he went out versus the Cowboys and, and the, which the manner that they lost and how the offense looked in this entire season, losing in that game 31-14 to 14 in the wild card round, you say, man, was it worth it? Was this season worth it? Um, but you also look at last year versus the Rams and – they were down 27 to 3 in that ball game before coming back and, and tying that game up 27 to 27. And the Buccaneers deciding to go cover zero uh, and, and lining up a safety on Cooper Cup one on one. And Matthew Stafford, you know, putting them down there and they're kicking a field goal and losing. I think Brady fans and, and people can relate to Brady losing in that way and going out that way more so than what we've seen him do this season and go out the way he did versus the Cowboys. like And it's crazy I say this. Now, the, 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 the no part to me is that, okay, he's a competitor. And I didn't think he wanted to retire last year, but he did. And, and, and that's why he came back, because he still wanted to play. He still felt like it was meat on the bone. It was the, the decision that he made. And I honestly didn't believe he wanted to retire last year. It's interesting to me because this is – there's no right answer. There's no wrong answer no. to when to walk away from the game. Like you went through this 
as a player in a much different way. I went through this in the music business. Like deciding when you want to stop doing what you've done your whole life is a very scary thing. And, you know, there is a moment for Brady when he gets to pick his opportunity to leave. It shouldn't be lost on anybody that he still could play this year. So it's not that the league turned around and said, hey, Tom, we don't want you anymore. Uh, Tom Brady and J.J. Watt seem to, to share this in common. You know, obviously, if he wants to come back, people are going to let him play. If I'm the Bucks, I don't know that I had a lot of choice other than to try and run him back with Brady last year. Was it the success that either of them wanted it to be? Like, look, Brady had a big year statistically, but it was not the year that Brady or the Bucks hoped they were going to get out of it. I don't know how that plays into regret because now, like, look at Tampa Bay. They they don't know what the quarterback situation looks like. They're $50 million over the salary cap. It looks like it's going to be an absolute abject disaster this year for, for the Buccaneers. That being said, was it worth it for them to roll the dice and bring it back? Probably. And, and if you're Tom Brady, was it worth it to run it back because you never know how a season's going to go? Probably. Does it tarnish his image? No, this isn't like Fat Michael running around with the Wizards. Like This is still Tom Brady playing at the highest possible well, level. I, I even still believe that Michael Jordan's image wasn't tarnished either. No. Hell, no he's no. Michael Jordan. <laughs> Uh, exactly. I think that's but, one thing. It, that, like hanging on too long takes a lot of hanging on nowadays. And I will say this though, Fitz. I thought you brought up a great point. Tom Brady being able to decide. I think that's the best way. When you can decide. When you can say, you know what, I'm gonna walk away from it. Versus having this game push you out the door and tell you you're too old, you can't throw, you can't lead anymore. I, I think it's better to go on your own terms versus you know. Someone coming down, we call him the Grim Reaper, and tapping you while you're at your locker. Hey, man, come come meet with Coach and you know the GM. You know we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and let you go. I, I think it's better to do it your way versus someone else's way. I get asked every week of my life if I miss the music business, and my answer to everybody is always the same: No, because I I chose to leave it. Like I, I was in a situation where I was like, Hey, I want to try something different. I want to do this. My my friends and many of them close friends. They didn't have that opportunity. They just woke up one day and either weren't selling records or, or you know, weren't needed on their gigs anymore and suddenly didn't have a job. They all long for the good old days. I, I don't because I was like, hey, I've done what I wanted to do here. I want to try something else. I can only imagine for Brady, uh, knowing that he's got uh, Fox where he's going to go to, but frankly, he could do anything in his life, uh, makes this a little easier to walk away from the game and say, I'm going to walk away on my terms. It, it, it makes sense. Speaking of my terms, by the way, anybody watching us in the Watch ESPN app, app right now we should we should tell people that you know it's it's stress for success wednesday by the way on this show something we do every week because harry douglas's family raised him importantly knowing that you know uh, every once once a week you got to dress for where you are and where you want to be and kind of like where where things are going so you know i'm wearing a sparkly jacket apropos of what i would usually wear with a fancy tie sure i got suit pants i don't even got fancy shoes on evan producer extraordinaire looking dapper in fact evan shocked the world today because we figured out He's got two suits. I, you know, I, I wasn't sure what to expect. We find out Evan has two suits. Uh, Harry not wearing a tie, but when you're Harry Douglas, everything fits like you're dressed for success. But I still don't have on nice, dressy, yeah. you know, casual stuff. Like it's 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 still dressy attire. You look like a stylist puts you together for like. I have an on event. my heart, yeah. my heart bottoms, and you know, whenever your pants have become high waters, that's how you know you're dressing up. Now, Devin. Excuse On me. the other hand, uh, what Devin? What are we doing today? Like he's like he's going to a damn Wrangler commercial. Like he's going to go ride Wrangler. a horse. Last he's wearing week. jeans. On dress for success. Last week. we're not doing that, Devin. This is the last time that this is going to happen. Guys, I forgot. 
Okay. okay. And you wonder why the Giants can't get past the Philadelphia Eagles. Listen, I got torn down when I when I dressed up. I'm getting torn down today. I, I don't know what you want from me. Well, uh, an iron. Well, sometimes one, you just like, got. What I'd like for you is to iron <laughs> uh, some starch. <laughs> I mean, my chance. Like I'm not. I, I think what I'm going to do going forward is wear the least dressy thing going forward, just to play the heel. Listen, Look, Devin. In every group, somebody has to be the punching bag. Okay, in every group. Okay. Oh I, could just, t- oh, I could take the punches. Don't worry about I it. I mean, here's the thing. Last week, Devin was dressed a little bit like a substitute biology middle school teacher <laughs> that also has a side gig as a youth pastor, and he asked his like big brother if he could borrow a shirt with the tie amen. on. And I got it. Uh, amen. Today, I, I, I mean, Devin- he, he looks like he's about to go meet Brett Fa- Oh, no, we're not going to mention that thief but, on this show. You know no, we like? won't. I look like uh, one of those um, tablecloths. At like a restaurant. Yeah, I want you to be honest today. Did you get that off a hanger or did you get that out of hamper? Like that came out of a hamper, didn't? Like it was your clean clothes no, no, hamper. It was on sure. a hanger. It was on a hanger. It was. You hung that. that was, yeah, yeah, do was you own an? I think he's yeah, salty. Are you salty? Are you salty that me and Fitz are calling you out right now? Are oh, you no, salty? I love it. It's airtime for me. You know? It's airtime. Okay. I de- Is, you know. I, so De- Devin, do you do you have a girlfriend? Or are you single? Negative. Okay. Single. Okay. Oh, so he really likes this. Like, it, oh, okay, I got you, Devin. Okay, let's get continue to get Devin some air. Look, if I was, <laughs> he's, if I was he's living this up down, right now. Look, if I was because Devin is, by the way, a great dude. Like, just a great. Oh no, 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 no! You don't have to spin it. No, I'm not spinning. No, you are you are a great dude, though, Devin. I'm making sure the world knows this because if I was going to sit down with you as a consultant and give you a list of reasons why you're single, maybe number one is you don't own a damn iron. Like, I have a steamer. (laughs) What do you wear when you go out to to, like? Where where, where, is that? Is that your date wear? Is that your fancy date wear? Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. I mean, he also doesn't follow directions, which could be a reason he's also single. Coach just called you Evan, out on you, it. Yeah, oh. Evan, buddy, you know, I'm not going to say anything. You know what uh, a, a good friend told me a long time ago? Is how you'll do anything is how you'll do everything, Devin. Ooh, good boy. So, Let's you go know. to break, huh? Good boy. Okay. I just wanted to give no, you a no, chance. No, we'll tell you when we're going to break. You don't tell us when we're going to break. That's going to work guys. around. Uh, I can tell you Fitz and Harry is presented by Progressive Insurance. For a job you'll love, visit Progressive.com slash careers. Now, as much as we've been talking about Brady all day, let's broaden this conversation out. Because as I just mentioned, the Buccaneers have no idea what they're going to do at quarterback. They're one of several franchises that fan bases thought were going to have TB12 as their starting quarterback next year. Now that we know that's off the table, what's it mean for other Hall of Famers and what's it mean for other teams? We'll answer that next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Tell me about Tom Brady, the quarterback. What are your strengths? Well, everybody tells me I have a pretty strong arm, which is which is good. I'm pretty accurate with it. Pretty good work ethic, so so I think I get the job done. And the Patriot, the Super Bowl Super Bowl championships. What are you willing to give up to be the best you can be? In the end, my life focused around football. Fast forward 21 years. Fox win the Super Bowl. Tom Brady, you are the goat. I think we knew this was going to happen tonight, didn't we? Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Should have known better. Everybody counting on TB12 to be their starting quarterback. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, hanging out with you as we break down all the breaking news 
coming in through the course of the day, including to but not limited to the fact that Tom Brady has stepped away. He's retiring for the second time. So, Harry, it's interesting because there are a ton of fans out there. We spent time on radio just a couple of days ago talking about why Brady to the 49ers could make sense. I get asked every single time I talk to radio stations across the country if Brady to the Raiders makes sense. You know, you can look and, and even say it wasn't that long ago, did Brady to the Dolphins make sense? We've spent time on NFL Live, on First Take, on radio, on all of our platforms for the last several weeks looking at teams that might need a quarterback that now are not going to be able to rely on Tom Brady. I think it has to be significant to all of us that if you are a team in need for somebody you thought for one or two years, you can take Brady off that list. He's definitely off that list now, Fitz, and it puts a lot of these teams in a bind. Not a huge bind because there were only a few teams that, you know, Tom Brady would probably, you know, fit into what they do from an offensive standpoint and probably, you know, his standards fit into what what he thought his standards were um, going to another team as well. But we do have a lot of teams that, you know, with a lot of question marks at the quarterback position. So what do we do now if we're one of those teams? Like, to me, the, the first domino that falls out of this is Aaron Rodgers. Right, like if you're a team that was thinking about Tom Brady, are you now willing to overpay for Aaron Rodgers because it's the same sort of quarterback, a, a veteran quarterback that you're bringing in for the next couple of years, and you hope that you can do something with that? I know Rodgers obviously younger, obviously has a little more left in the tank uh, than Tom Brady, but if you're the 49ers, are you more aggressive now going after Aaron Rodgers? I would be. If I'm the 49ers, if I'm the Raiders, would you like to have Aaron Rodgers there paired up with Devontae Adams? Yeah. I mean, what? 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 And I get it because I get on Aaron Rodgers probably more so than I get on any player playing in the National Football League because of, you know, the antics, the dramatics that comes with him and his wordplay and that whole lot and the attention that he demands. And you're right. You're but, right. But still, you wouldn't want Aaron Rodgers to throw to Devontae Adams knowing the magic and the dances that they've been able to, you know, to, to, to do together. Well, no, because Aaron Rodgers is a stopgap solution. If you're the Raiders, your only objective is to catch Mahomes, and Aaron Rodgers isn't going to make you good enough to catch Mahomes next year or the year after. And in the meantime, I wouldn't trust him to be the guy that suddenly is out here developing a young quarterback. Like, I have no idea if he's done that for Jordan Love. So my plan can't be to draft Aaron Rodgers and, or to, to trade for Aaron Rodgers and draft somebody else. Like, we've all seen already that that hurts his feelings. So why would I want anything to do with that when it's not going to make me good enough? <laughs> That does what to him? That hurts his feelings. He's like, hey, you men, men are emotional like, too. Men are emotional. No, I know as well. that. Like, believe me. Uh, uh, come on. Like, uh, a, I'm a movie crier, a TV crier, and I love therapy. So, like, I get being emotional. <laughs> I don't want the roller coaster ride, the soap opera of the weekly following of Aaron Rodgers, followed by the fact that the Raiders with Aaron Rodgers would not be as good as the Chiefs with Mahomes. And and you're right also that the Raiders with C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young right now wouldn't be as good as the, as Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. But at least you'd say hey, now we're starting a build. Now we're trying to get somewhere. I, I would rather roll the dice if I'm the if I'm a bad team that can't win a Super Bowl right now. I'd rather roll the dice on a rookie quarterback than take Aaron Rodgers and give up draft equity to do that any day of the week. Well, see, that's how I feel about the Raiders at this juncture um, going into the offseason. If they want to do that at some point, right, you got to rebuild, right? They hit a home run, I thought, with Derek Carr when he got there and he did some phenomenal things. Now, um, did he have a chance to play for a Super Bowl? No, but he still put this team in, in, in positions to be successful. I think moving forward, and especially with Josh McDaniels, 
I want to see him develop a young guy. I want to see them pick someone in this draft, start to develop them, and start to build that way. More so than trying to find, let's see who's on the block. Uh, is there anyone in the block we can bring in? Do it through the draft. Show me that your coaching matters. See, that's another thing. A lot of these coaches don't really want to coach to certain extents because now you have to develop a young guy. No, I want to see how far you can go as a coach. I want to see you develop these young players, and particularly the quarterback position. I want to see, for, for veteran quarterbacks that can help you win, I want to see teams that are ready to do that take on that sort of quarterback. Like, if I'm the Jets, if I'm the Titans even, I know they have some roster holes to fill, obviously. If I'm the Commanders, I'm all in on somebody that can help me win right now. If I'm the Raiders, if I'm the Bucks. I'm not. If I'm the Raiders or Bucks, I, I'm, I'm having to look around and say, hey, this is not a one-year process. If I'm the 49ers, it's a one-year process. You go get somebody while you figure out if Trey Lance or Brock Purdy can be your long-term answer. I'm all in for that. So it's interesting because without Tom Brady on the open market, now we're talking about Derek Carr. Now we're talking about Aaron Rodgers. Now maybe the, the Titans are making a decision on Ryan Tannehill. We'll see what the new uh, well, GM there thinks. Well, no, hold on. we got to stop here when we talk about the 49ers because, you know, Brock Purdy is potentially going to have to have Tommy John surgery, right, uh, for for the, the UCL. So now they're in a predicament to where they might need to bring Jimmy G back again. And where does Jimmy G fall into this category? Like, if you could go out and sign Jimmy G for moderate money on, on a bad team. I'm not talking about a Super Bowl caliber team. On a bad team. If you could go out and sign Jimmy G for bridge gap money and get him for a couple of years, or you could trade a bunch to try and get Aaron Rodgers, what are you doing? Like, that's why I think Jimmy G to the Raiders makes so much sense. Even though I'm not sitting here saying Jimmy G's a world beater, I'm sitting here saying it doesn't make sense to go out and give up equity to get somebody like Aaron Rodgers if you can't take full advantage of it right away. Like, we just saw what the Bucks did in acquiring Tom Brady in the first place, right? When you sign Tom Brady, it's because you are going in to win a Super Bowl right now, okay? And you're, you're going to worry about the after effects afterward. That's the sort of team that needs Aaron Rodgers. Everybody else could use a Jimmy G. I, I know people love to you-know-what all over Jimmy G's career, but he's not as bad as he's portrayed to be. He's not great, but he's good enough to win you some football games and hold down the fort where you develop somebody else, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, I, I believe so. Now, when I look at the Titans for for their quarterback position moving forward, it's three people for me. It's it's either you know continue to go with Tannehill, or you try to trade for a guy like Trey Lance, or you try to go out there and potential for a guy like Aaron Rodgers. Those, those are the three for me when it comes to the Tennessee Titans, and then the Jets. I'm all in for the Jets trying to go get A-Rod because I think he will bring another dimension to their football team. That team, will, be, in my eyes, will be Super Bowl ready with Aaron Rodgers. And, and get it, I, trust me, Aaron Rodgers hasn't been to a Super Bowl since 2010. But when you have a top five defense, you have playmakers that are young, uh, you can add more pieces to your offensive line. I think he will elevate that team more so than we've seen Mike White or Zach Wilson or Joe Flacco this season. Yeah, I mean, when you start listing those names, it reminds us how few quarterbacks there are. I mean, real, realistically, like the Texans need a quarterback. The Colts need a quarterback. The 49ers, the Raiders, the Jets, the Buccaneers, the Commanders – possibly the Titans. There's as many as eight or nine teams out there that need a quarterback, and that's just off the top of our head. The Panthers, like you can get to 10 quarterbacks needs out there. There ain't going to be 10 solutions. Like somebody's going to be stuck with a Sam Darnold-type caliber starter next year again because there just aren't enough quarterbacks to fill the See, needs. See, the Colts, the Colts are one of the least attractive quarterback destinations. If I was a quarterback, that I would want to go. Looking at their skill position group, they, they don't have just bona fide guys in those regards. Also, that offensive line was ridiculous this season. 
Like, like they didn't play up to the level of their capability. Uh, it, not even Quentin Nelson. He was terrible this season. So I would be kind of weary about going to the Colts if, as a quarterback if I'm any one of these guys. Yeah, I, I, the beginning of free agency is going to be different than we've seen in a long time because you're going to see a bunch of teams bidding on very little available inventory that can actually win at the quarterback position, which means you're going to see overpaying all the way across the board because people are desperate to make sure that they don't get stuck with a guy that you cannot trust. Speaking of quarterback, Jerry Jones has said something absolutely shocking about the Cowboys quarterback position and what their approach is going to be. You'll hear it. Or we're going to we're going to tell you about it. It will shock you. But first, Harry's got to tell you this about Granger. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. To have the opportunity to run out in front of 90,000 fans and play a game that I love, you feel this vibrancy to your life when you go out there. And, you know, it brings back the most amazing memories in my life. It's going to be a hell of a story. The Patriots are Super Bowl As the confetti flies. Bucks win the Super Bowl. It's a love that Kobe had for basketball, that Michael Jordan had for it, that Tiger Woods had for golf. Football is my first love. I'm forever indebted to the game. Tom Brady had the time of his life, and most of us are either gloriously right now living in our dreams or haunted by our nightmare memories of the moments that Tom Brady made us cry. We'll take more of your calls later in the show about the moments that Tom Brady ripped your heart out, made you regret becoming a football fan. Not that I'm talking about myself here at all. Uh, It was a fumble. There's no such thing as a tuck. Uh, We always have the time of our life when our Wolfpack grows by one to hang out with Diana Rossini, ESPN NFL reporter. She joins us now. Our theme music for, by the way, with I've Had the Time of Our Life is far better than what they played on the morning show this morning with Stevie Wonder. I'm just saying Stevie Wonder's a delight, but this is better. Diana, you don't have to chime in on that. You do have to chime in, though, on Jerry Jones. This is breaking. As Jerry Jones said today that the Cowboys are, quote, committed to drafting a quarterback, also acknowledges that they should have been doing it for years does this what's your reaction to jerry saying that philosophy so i think superficially we all want to say oh that's a shot at dak he didn't get it done this is this is jerry sending a message to to dak that you didn't get it done and we'll, we'll find someone who can do it and turn the pressure turn the heat on you know or up to put that pressure on dak but but i don't i don't believe that i just think that's Jerry Jones, who is a fantastic football GM, as we've seen the last few seasons, or you know, with these rosters, I just think this is a philosophy that he's sharing. Uh, and then, of course, he also shared in, in interviews today that Mike McCarthy is going to be officially the play caller. So, uh, 
again, some, some, some news coming out of Dallas today. Diana, I also will say this. When you see a guy like Mike McCarthy see what happened to the San Francisco 49ers and how imperative it was for them to have multiple guys to be able to step in, I think it's going to open eyes for the entire NFL to, to, to you know, to – to move more rapidly in that department just in case their starter goes down or multiple guys go down? I mean, we all watch the NFC Championship games. <laughs> no. Look what happens. Look what happens when you don't have enough supply. And, and I didn't even argue that the Niners actually were lucky considering how many quarterbacks they had and, and, and ones that could run the, that offense out there. Um, but any... GM that I've respected over my career, that I've had conversations with drafting process, they all, the good ones have always told me if, if there's a good quarterback in that draft class, even if there's not a strong need, you, you go after them. I mean, look, we, we saw it in Green Bay, right, with Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love. Aaron wasn't done yet. We all knew that. But the thought process to them, and you can give Green Bay a lot of credit, they've, they've always hit. And they're smart. They were always thinking the future in terms of the, the quarterback position, even when they had Brett Favre there and bringing on Aaron Rodgers. And, and, and we've seen how that played out. We, don't, we still don't know if Jordan Love's going to play out. But they went for a need. They needed a receiver that year. And they, they believed that he was the best uh, player on the board for when they were up. So uh, I just think that's Jerry Sharon's philosophy. Okay, so you mentioned Aaron Rodgers. We keep talking about this. With Brady out of the equation, it, it opens mm-hmm. up a bunch of places that might be interested in Aaron Rodgers. Where do you think he plays next year? Okay, just tell me what you really want to know. You want me to tell you what the Raiders are doing. <laughs> like, I don't know why we have I to felt like I had to... dance that you're doing. Yeah. I know what you're doing, and, and it's, it's adorable, and I appreciate that you're trying to keep you know the listeners intrigued by the fact that you're so great at the league as a whole, but I know your fandom. So let's just start with, with the Raiders. And, you know, from what I can gather, just to back it up a little bit to the Tom Brady story uh, today, knowing that, finding out that he's retiring officially, you know, from what I can gather, the Raiders were never even in it. This wasn't something that he was even considering. Uh, our Jeff Darlington actually reported earlier today officially that it was either Tampa Bay or retirement. So, um, you, you know, at least you don't have to, dream about what that could have been because it was never even going to happen. Um, you know, I, I think we just need to wait to see what the Raiders are going to do with her. And then, you know, look, to, to draft a quarterback at seven or or get one of these vets on the sh- They've got about three weeks to get together a package here to trade for Aaron Rodgers if that's going to happen. I, I, I don't know how serious the conversations have been in Green Bay with general managers around the league. I know they've taken sort of, we'll call it like a gauge of interest out there, but. Oh, I think we lost Diana. We had Diana. We lost Diana. And uh, you know what, Harry, I'll stand by my uh, massive professionalism of asking about Aaron <laughs> Rodgers without including the Raiders simply because I feel like it, it showed all, like uh, that's the dating process, right? Like I have to buy Diana a drink before I just ask her, you know, that sort of heavy but you question. But you just literally told me that you didn't want him. No, yeah, I don't. Well, uh, you know, she wasn't listening to the show right then. She was doing sports on her. I'm sure. No, she's no, I'm saying, but like, yeah, I don't. I, I think I think that's insane by you, though. Uh, well, I mean, I really do. I, look, just, they're not going to win a Super Bowl with him. Like, you get 
Aaron Rodgers, so what? You win nine games, you're still going to be the third best team you, in your division. Do you think they have a chance to make the playoffs? Think about the, think about the games they lost this season, because you love to bring this up. Harry, look at all the games that the Raiders lost this season and could have won. Is, you that, know, is th- that my voice? Is that Sometimes. My... It's either that or, hey, Harry, look at all the games that the Raiders have lost. Okay, so I either sound like I'm, I, I've been partying too much uh, in California, <laughs> or I sound like I have been straight out of like a Harvard book school. Like that, that's Okay, there we go. And Devin chimed in on that. Okay. Okay. So does this the spot where I get to make fun of the way Harry sat? No. No, that's that's hey, that's hey, just hey, not hey, gonna Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Hey, I, I enjoy doing radio with you. <laughs> you, can't, oh my God. you can't leave me because of nonsense. <laughs> yeah, nothing to get me fired faster than that. So like, that would be a hell of a way to end the the, the short run of Fitz and I am I have no comment anymore. Uh, now I, I don't think uh, realistically I think the Raiders need nine new starters on the defensive side of the ball, and, and that's going to take. And two I years. agree with you, uh, you one know, million percent and, on that one. So if you need nine new starters on the defensive side of the ball, maybe three new offensive linemen. That's a that's a two or three year process, right? So that's why I think Aaron Rodgers doesn't make a ton of sense because he can mask some of those deficiencies. But with Aaron Rodgers, they're an eight nine win team that gets a wild card and then gets beat in the first round. Like with Aaron Rodgers, they'll be like Tampa Bay was this year with with Tom. Like all year, I'll sit there and think maybe they got a chance till they get to the playoffs, and then I will realize they don't have it. Why did I give myself that voice there? That's what I I'm not helping See, this call. I don't have to do it. You're gonna do it for yourself. How <laughs> Well, you know. Oh, my name is Kirby. <laughs> oh, Kirby, where's Miss Piggy? <laughs> uh, my, name, my name is Jason Fitz. I believe lip. That's all, folks. Wow! So I got I got Devin over here that's never uh, seen an iron before uh, in his I've life. Never seen an iron before. <laughs> just, uh, what's an iron? You know what? This 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 is. Between between this show's gone off the rails. I have no idea. One Hall of Fame coach though has an idea about some advice for Sean Payton. You don't want to miss it. You'll hear it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Adam Schefter reporting that the Broncos and Saints have reached a deal on compensation for Sean Payton. After the firing of Nathaniel Hackett, he was my number one target for the Broncos. They understand this has to fix Russell Wilson. Is this the guy that can almost push a big reset button on a quarterback's career? And I think it's the guy. They hired Sean Payton because he's really freaking good. Who needs draft pick when you've got Sean Payton? To a place I belong, West Virginia. Sing it, Harry! <laughs> There's a different side of me that the, that the people don't know, baby. I'm surprised you know this song, Harry. <laughs> why are you, you surprised? Because I don't think of this song being played a lot in Atlanta. I, why? West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountains. All right, that's enough. Oh, God. Uh, it's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. 
You can also tell your smart speakers to play us if you want to. Uh, just say, hey, play ESPN Radio. Uh, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Uh, one of the big sort we thought, I remember, just to be honest with you guys, like if you'd asked me three hours before our show started what the lead was going to be, I thought it was going to be the easiest day in the history of radio because we were going to spend all day talking about Sean Payton being hired by the Denver Broncos. Then some supermodel turned quarterback named Tom Brady decided he didn't want to play football anymore, and that blew everything up and took over the lead story. But there's still a lot to talk about when it comes to Peyton and, and the Broncos. We'll get back to, to Brady in a few minutes. Don't worry about it. But one of the things that's interesting is about the concept of Sean Payton, head coach, walking in to a locker room that we've heard a lot about with Russell Wilson. There were a lot of reports there that Nathaniel Hackett let him have his own office, let him have his own parking spot, all of these special privileges that you know you you were allowed to have. And I want you to hear this because this is Bill Parcells, Hall of Fame head coach on Keyshawn J. Will and Max, talking about the fact that you specifically can't do that. I don't think you can separate one player from the whole team. I don't think you can you can have privileged characters. I think you got to kind of unify your team. Try to, I don't want to say you don't treat everybody the same because they have different personalities, but you try to do what's right in every situation. And I just don't think you can say this guy's different than the others. Well, Harry, you've been in a million locker rooms. Is that real? It's the, the it, it's a real fits. And, and I'll say this and, I've been in situations where, you know, my head coaches may have treated someone else differently than myself. And I understand that because you don't treat everyone the same, but you also make sure that you have respect for everyone that that's playing for you. You make sure um, you're not playing favorites because they, coaches don't have to treat you all the same for, you know, for them to understand that. They, they want you to be on one accord is basically what I'm saying. Like uh, someone having their own – I couldn't even imagine someone that I played with separately having their own office. Number one, our leadership in our locker room wouldn't allow that to happen. That's the first problem. Our leadership in our locker room would not have allowed that to happen because we're going to all be one. And, we, and I have this saying, one band, one sound, and mm. you want to be in unison. It's just like, hey – if you open your hand and try to punch somebody, right, you basically you're almost you're gonna break your hand. But if you close your hand like a fist, now potentially there's a chance you may still break your hand, but it's a better chance that you won't, right? Because all your fists are together. Now, when guys start the leaking and, and being separate from one another, we watch we're watching this right now in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. Everything is so individualized. But then we see a guy like Tom Brady that's praised by so many because we just had Dion Branch on earlier talking about it, right? Tom doesn't want the spotlight. Tom, it wants, he wants to win. That's the ultimate goal. The individualism, it, it's not within him. So when it comes to Denver and Russell Wilson, and now Sean Payton is, is the leader at the him and the head coach, a lot of that stuff is going to have to stop. Because what you don't want is players on that team saying, well, hey, Russ didn't do that. Mm. Russ got his own office. And down, and, and it continues to trickle down to the point to where you know teammates and players start to uh, have some envy towards a guy that you're considering that's supposed to be your leader and the quarterback of your team. I love what you've said, Harry. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, Fitz and Harry, ESPN Radio, because it, it just speaks to the fact that you don't have to treat everyone the same to have equal expectations of how everyone should be treated. 
And all I keep thinking about is the fact that, yeah, obviously a guy on the practice squad is not going to have the same treatment that a starting quarterback is going to have. But you can look around and say, hey, the standard is the standard, right? Like as much as we joke about that statement, uh, there is a moment here where it feels like from the outside looking in, when you hear a bunch of the stories that we've heard about Russell Wilson and the possibilities that there were locker room issues and Nathaniel Hackett essentially saying, hey, whatever Russ wants, we're going to do. We're going to really make sure that this is his offense, blah, 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 blah. It feels like in that moment you can have somebody that's waited their whole career to have the power and the voice to do what they want, and then they got that power and voice, and the organization looked around and said, oh, wow, maybe that's not good enough. Maybe that's not what we need. So now you've got to bring in an alpha male that can come in or an alpha person, doesn't matter the gender. you got to bring in an alpha that's going to come in and say, hey, no, this is the way we're going to do things, and this is the way it's going to be because I am in charge. And, you know, realistically, I, I wonder if the Broncos simply looked around the organization and thought, man, we've got to have somebody that immediately commands the respect of everybody in a way that will sort of thwart what Russell Wilson was doing without giving cause for Russell Wilson to be embarrassed or feel small or any of that. Like, there's mm-hmm. no... There's there's no shame in, in Sean Payton coming in and saying, hey, this is my way. This is the way we're going to do it. Russell Wilson falls in line and says, sure, coach, can't wait. There's no skin off anybody's back. Nobody's embarrassed. A younger coach and a, a, a coach with less of a resume, I'm not sure can do that. So it speaks to wanting to get your quarterback that you've paid too much money right back into line by, Sean, by hiring a Sean Payton. Yeah, and the first two things I think, I feel like in my eyes, that Sean Payton has to do going to the Denver Broncos, number one, for the entire team and the entire organization set the standard. And it's not it, it cannot be compromised for any one individual or anybody, including himself. Right? Number two, get on the same page and understand how Russell Wilson in his mind works. Get on the same page with Russell Wilson. That's 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 the beauty of Sean Payton being paired with Drew Brees. Those guys were always on one accord. Trust me, Fitz, I know. I played against them twice a year when I was in Atlanta. And I used to always say, damn, if it, if it wasn't something, one thing I knew was going to happen when we played against the Saints, Sean Payton and Drew Brees was going to be on one accord. When it came to game plan, when it came to plays, when it came to leadership, and any other of those things that followed it, I knew those two guys were going to be on the same page. So Sean Payton and, and, and uh, Russell Wilson, those two guys are going to have to get on the same page. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Diana Rossini on Get Up this morning talked about the relationship between Russ and Sean Payton. This is what she said. This is going to be Sean Payton's team. He's going to be the one making all the decisions. Nathaniel Hackett famously said when he took the job, whatever Russell Wilson wants, Russell's going to get. (laughs) Guess what? Whatever Sean Payton wants is what Sean Payton's going to get now. And I think Russell's going to be going to find out pretty quickly that's how he runs it. One thing that I think is important to note is that we talk a lot about Drew Brees. I watched as a Raiders fan Drew Brees, the quarterback of the Chargers. He had injury issues. That's part of why they drafted Phillip Rivers. He was still very good with the then San Diego Chargers. He needed a rebirth with a better coach. They did that. I wonder if Russell Wilson can have the same opportunity in his second chapter with Sean Payton specifically that Drew Brees had with that Hall of Fame level coach. A lot of breakdown there. A lot to get to with the Broncos in general. But Tom Brady's retirement means one thing is for certain next season that is not related just to him. We'll tell you what it is next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. 